Hi there. Welcome to How to Break Free from Alcohol and Cocaine. My name is Will, and on the 16th of May 2018, I decided to stop drinking. Throughout this podcast, I'm going to take you on a journey from my darkest moments with alcohol and drugs all the way to what life looks like now. I hope you enjoy this, but even more so, I really hope it helps. Welcome back. So the idea of giving up alcohol forever is such a scary thought. What was I going to do on my birthday, at my friend's wedding, an anniversary, New Year's? It all seemed like this big, unbearable challenge that I didn't really know how to face. It's so daunting that it can actually deter people from even trying to in the first place. It's almost as though if you know you're not stopping forever, then why would you stop at all? Now, if you're listening and you're anything like me, sometimes if there are those expectations that it has to be forever, it almost pushes you to rebel against it and start drinking again. Why did I feel like that? Maybe it's because I'm a middle child between two brothers. Maybe I felt like I struggled to find my place or be heard. I've always had this feeling that I want to carve my own path and not meet the expectations that anyone else put on me. But this behavior sometimes leads to self-sabotage And ironically, the only thing stopping you from not drinking is you. This is why it's so important that if you are thinking of taking a break or even thinking of stopping altogether, then it's imperative that you do it for you and not for someone else. Now, when I had the idea that I was going to take a break or that I was going to stop forever, I didn't want it to be difficult. I wanted to find the easy solution, the easy way to do it. And that meant I didn't want to have to go to social situations and feel like I want to drink, but I'm not allowed it. That didn't work for me. There's no way I'm gonna go the rest of my life white knuckling through just resisting temptation. So I had to go all the way to the root and I had to change what I truly wanted. If I didn't want to drink, like really, really didn't want it, then why would I be tempted? I genuinely don't want to. I never thought that me stopping drinking would actually affect anyone else other than me. It's my body, it's my health, and it's my life. But again, I didn't think that I was stopping. I just wanted to take a break. I just wanted to gain some clarity over what was going on in my life, and then to logically assess where I'm at and what's the best solution going forward, just to make sure that I don't end up here again. And so that's what I did. I took a break. And yet, in the first couple of days, it did take discipline. It was almost like I didn't want to admit it or say it out loud, because then it would be real. And then I would have that opportunity to disappoint people when I didn't make it. This was a common trait of mine where I would overpromise and underdeliver. I would always tell everyone what I'm thinking, what I'm doing, just so they could be impressed. Because I would always think of really impressive things. But once they felt impressed, I didn't really feel like I need to do it anymore. So that's what I did. I went around telling people I was taking a break from alcohol. But then two days in, I felt like I'd had enough. The idea of it was good, but in reality, it felt a bit boring. And it was after these two days, I invited one of my colleagues to come out with me after work. And he seemed up for it until he remembered what I said. And he said to me, but you're taking a break. No, I'm not coming with you. If he had said yes, that break would have ended. And who knows what my life would have been like? Who knows where I'd be right now? So I remember I went home feeling frustrated, 
and thought, fine, let's carry on this week. Let's do a week. For once, you're going to see this through. By the time I got to the weekend, I actually felt great. I remember avoiding any plans to go out to see anyone. I just hid away. I didn't trust myself if I was in those situations. And when I had this weekend away from the distractions, away from the partying, away from drinking, it was only then that I realized how long 24 hours actually is. My weekend usually consisted of Friday night going out and before I know it, within a flash, it's Sunday night and I'm feeling horrendous. But waking up on a Saturday morning after a restful night's sleep, having the whole day to do whatever I wanted, all the while knowing that I had another day of exactly the same. This was incredible. It felt like I'd uncovered some sort of secret. Why does not anybody else know this? I was able to catch up on my life, go to the gym, see my friends, try a new restaurant, call my parents, and still have time to relax at home. Where had all this time been hiding? By Sunday evening, the week was done. I had successfully gone an entire week with no alcohol, no cigarettes, and no drugs. Now, you might be listening and thinking, this doesn't really seem like a lot. But for me, at that time, it was near impossible. I don't think I'd taken a week off drinking in years. Because of how low I'd pushed my physical and mental health, a week off felt like going to a spa. I felt relaxed, rested, calm, content, excited, healthy, after just one week. And I thought, I can't go back to drinking tomorrow. I feel too good. I need to continue. I've got to do another week. And it was the whole idea of feeling good that even got me here in the first place. I took drugs and I drank alcohol because it made me feel good. And if now stopping makes me feel good, I'm literally doing it for the exact same reason. And I realize that's all what any of us want. We want to feel good, happy, content, excited. Now, as you probably remember from the first episode, that I did make it to the end of that second week. But then I went on a date. And the girl I met for the date was a girl that I'd liked for quite a while. And finally, I had the clarity and the confidence to ask her out. I'd booked dinner at this unique restaurant where we dined in the pitch black. We went to a bar beforehand and I met her on the way. And just as we were arriving, I told her I wasn't going to drink. Now, thinking about this situation now, after four and a half years, it's very simple in my head. And I would have not even the slightest flutter of nerves to even say that to someone. But this was the first time I was doing it. And I was petrified. I was so nervous. I felt as if the whole world was riding on her response. And as expected, it wasn't what I wanted. She wanted me to drink. And I could understand it because no one likes to drink alone. But I didn't defend myself or give any reasoning because I didn't really know what the reasoning was at the time. I just remember squirmishly saying, please don't make me drink. However, after another push, I caved and said, fine, I'll drink. I didn't really know how to defend it. I wasn't stopping forever. How do you be stern if you're just taking a break? It was always going to end this way. I was always going to go back to it. I remember being sat up at the bar and actually feeling the physical sensation of alcohol taking over my system. I'd never been so aware of it like I was right now. Fast forward through the evening. It was a great night, a great dinner, and we ended up at this late night rock bar. As we were leaving, I remember sneaking a bottle of beer inside my jacket out of the bar. Little did I know that the walk home with this beer at two in the morning 
was going to be the last bottle of beer I would ever drink. And I say that with confidence. It was the last bottle. So I woke up the following morning to a pounding headache, fuzziness and nausea. That familiar feeling of a hangover and the fog was back. Man, this sucked. I had two weeks of clarity, two weeks of feeling fresh and bright and little to no anxiety about anything. And now I was back where I started. I remember going for breakfast at a local cafe, staring out the window, trying to stomach my scrambled eggs and tomato juice. And I thought to myself, is that it? Two weeks of feeling good and now we're back. I had this surreal moment where I kind of detached from my thoughts and saw this mental debate going on inside my own head. Something finally snapped. It was like I flicked a switch and I made a decision. This is it. Never again will I make myself feel anything like this. Not for anyone. No matter how much I like a girl on a date, no matter how much my friend wants me to drink, not even if it's Christmas dinner, this decision is final. Not drinking is priority number one. And I believed it. Whatever happened in my head that day was new to me. I finally took the decision. And instead of having this confusing whirlwind of thoughts and opinions and opposing arguments trying to justify what I should do, it was clear. Drinking equals unhappiness. And I want to be happy. So the next step is, how do I do it? Is it as simple as just not ordering a drink? And I remember going to work that day and in typical fashion, I was telling everyone. Yeah, right, you'll drink again at some point. I give you four days. I give it two weeks. You'll be back. I remember almost being offended, like, no, this is serious. Trust me, I'm not drinking again. But why would anyone believe me? I was always over-promising, always under-delivering. Usually this would give me motivation to prove them wrong. But at the time, I felt like I had nothing to prove. It wasn't drive. It wasn't motivation. It was just clear. It was just logical. This isn't a mental battle of resistance. It's not a 50-50 chance of success. It was final. And still to this day, I believe that that was my key to success. I truly don't want it. Why would I be scared of going back to it if it's something I deep down do not want? Now, this didn't mean that the road ahead was going to be easy. This was all uncharted territory. And I remember having all this new mental headspace now that I wasn't drinking or recovering all the time. And that's when you start to think. I didn't know what I was going to think, but my brain kind of did that for me. Things started coming up from years before. Things I'd done, people I'd upset. I suddenly had such clarity on who I was over the previous months and years. Is that someone I could be proud of? No, it wasn't. This gave me such time to reflect on everything in my life. It felt like that scene in The Matrix where he wakes up and pulls that cable at the back of his head and takes that deep breath. And I felt like I'd finally woken up. Again, at the time, my ego was still running the show. So I wasn't quiet about this. I told so many people. And I remember one day I was at work and I was in the bar and there was a small group of us and I was telling everyone that I decided to stop drinking. The reactions were always mixed, especially if you're in a bar. But I remember there was one guy whose reaction intrigued me quite a lot. 
He was a regular guest at the bar, and I kind of said it in passing in front of a few people. And he just stared at me, and slightly raised his eyebrow. He waited for the others to leave, and then he approached me, and he said to me quietly, If you don't mind me asking, why do you want to stop? And it's funny because no one had asked me this before. No one had really asked me the reasoning. They would just say, you'll be back. But I didn't really know what to say. So I just felt honest in saying, I think I'm happier without it. He pulled me aside and told me that he was 11 years sober. Now, I didn't really know many people who were sober, let alone someone that had done it for 11 years. I think by this point I was about five days in and I felt like that was huge. 11 years, that's crazy. I had so many questions. How did you do it? Why did you do it? Were you bad? Was it similar to me? What are the tips and tricks to doing it? Does your life change? What do you do now if you don't drink? I couldn't get enough time with him. I spent the rest of the night pretty much not working and just being focused on every single word he had to say. It was so valuable to me. And without him, I also don't know if I would be sat here today. Now, this was the guy who also asked me to attend a meeting with him. And I did. He was such a mentor to me. And I found having this so useful, especially over those first few months, where there can be such uncertainty of different situations, of different headspaces. This is also how I knew the value of having a mentor. But not just any mentor, but someone who's been through it. Someone who knows what you're going through. Now, unfortunately, I actually lost touch with him a couple of years ago. But the last I heard that when COVID hit and we were all in lockdown, it drove him back to drinking. It was so sad to hear that. I can only hope right now that he's doing okay. But this also pushed me to spread the message that you can, you can get over this. You can get past it. I truly believe that with the headspace and the mentality and the perspective that I have now, if I keep this mentality, I will never go back to it. It offers me nothing, but only brings pain. Now, a lot of what I learned over those first few months was crucial to building this mindset and this perspective and to lead me to where I am today, which is completely free of temptation and happy. Stopping drinking gave me the clarity and the headspace to address what the issue really was and how to move forward. It meant I could fully check in on myself and assess where I am in my life. For me, this was the fun part. Alcohol was this fog screen that meant that I never saw anything clearly. It was also masking me from realizing what I actually did want. Now, getting to this position where you decide that you want to stop, it has to be self-driven. Others can help you wake up to it, but if you're not ready, you're not ready. I know that if someone had told me that they were unhappy with my drinking or upset with it when I was 25, it wouldn't have made me stop. Absolutely not. I was not ready. I was happy. I didn't care. Alcohol fully had a grip of me, and that's what I cared most about. I remember I even had a girlfriend who, at 8am in the morning, after an all-night party, broke up with me while she was crying, whilst I was sat there completely numbed out on alcohol, cocaine and ketamine. I was wearing a masquerade mask and I felt like she was falling away almost through the earth. So I had to reach out and try and grab her, but I was grabbing her face as this was going on. The thought of it now sounds incredibly awkward, 
but I was such a mess. But even her telling me how worried she was for me and how much of a mess I seemed, it didn't wake me up. You have to get to the point where you think, do you know what? I'm not going to continue on this path. I want to get better. I want to improve myself. I want to improve my life and I want to be happier. I did it for me. I did it for the Will who was always left to clean up the pieces after a night. The Will that was left anxious, feeling lonely and shameful. The Will that wishes that life could get better. That's who I did it for. And I am forever sorry that I did what I did to him. And I'm forever grateful that I found the clarity, the courage and the assertiveness to change my life for the better. Thank you for listening. If you or someone else you know struggles with alcohol, cocaine or any other drug, then please reach out for help. You can find the link to my online course, the online community and all the coaching programs both on this podcast description or by clicking the link on my social media profile. Trust me, you are not alone and there is a way out. All you need to do is make that first step. I hope you enjoyed this. But even more so, I really hope it helps. Thank you.